Hello and welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. You came just in time for the show. I hired a magician to come in and perform. What? You think a magician is kind of lame in a world filled with actual magic? It's all about showmanship. It's all about making us believe in a new type of magic. And if she's studied enough, she might use actual magic in her act. In fact, we'll discuss those who have studied enough to bend reality to their whim through magic. We'll discuss wizards today. Wizards are defined by their knowledge of magic and the arcane. They are not born with magic in their blood, like the sorcerer. They do not beseech some higher entity for power, like the warlock or the cleric. They are not sworn to an oath greater than themselves, like a paladin, nor are they singing songs in careful words to pull at the power that created the universe, like a bard. Wizards are merely scholars who have studied magic and the arcane. Don't let this fool you. A wizard is the farthest from helpless one can imagine in regards to magic. They have learned how to bend and shape the weave of magic so that they may mold reality to their whim. They have dedicated themselves to their magic. A wizard's power is derived from their knowledge, and so it is this knowledge that may lure a wizard into adventure. Rarely does a wizard live a mundane life. The closest they may come is working as a sage or lecturer, teaching about the fabric of reality. A wizard may be hired to serve as a diviner for royalty, or be enlisted into an army, weaving their magic to turn the tide of battle. They may also turn their magic to the side of evil, using it for crime and exerting their will over others, from invisibility to make stealing a breeze, or mind control to force others to take actions that they may not want to do. What will drive almost any wizard to adventure, even the most unadventurous of wizards, is the lure of ancient secrets. Wizards can learn spells and expand their repertoire of magic through studying the works of other wizards. This ability to grow their magic is what makes the wizard truly shine, and it is this ability that drives them to obtain knowledge. Many wizards believe that their counterparts in the past had magical secrets and abilities far beyond what a wizard can achieve now. They believe that deep within ancient ruins and crumpled temples, there may lie the pathway of knowledge to powers far beyond what is available to them through their studies in the safe world they come from. A wizard, due to their more intellectually focused pursuits, is not much of a physical powerhouse. They share the smallest hit die with the sorcerer, a d6. They are meant to be a striker and a spacer, a glass cannon, dropping area of effect spells, or blasting single target spells for massive damage. This also explains why they have the same armor proficiencies as the sorcerer and the monk. They get none. 
not even shield proficiency. They also have absolutely pitiful weapon proficiencies, sharing the same five as the sorcerer, the five being daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaffs, and light crossbows. The wizard is very unlikely to pull any of these weapons out to use in combat, though. As for saving throws, the wizard gets proficiency in wisdom and intelligence saving throws. A wizard relies heavily on their intellect, as it is both their spellcasting ability and tied to the origin of their power, as a wizard is the scholar of the arcane. It makes sense that a wizard would be well-skilled in safeguarding their mind from illusion or other attempts to deceive them with magic. Wisdom usually pertains to dealing with higher powers, which a wizard might through spells that interact with demons or angels. Wisdom also helps protect the mind from invasions or from being taken over. A wizard needs to protect their mind, so a wizard's saving throws are appropriate. A wizard does not give many class abilities, much like the sorcerer, mostly due to their focus on magic, which improves quite often, and they also get a few benefits from their subclass. At level 1, a wizard, since they are the iconic spellcaster, of course gets spellcasting. They are a full spellcaster, but they are different from both spells known casters and casters of the spells prepared type. The wizard can be seen as a mix between the two. A wizard prepares their spells from their spellbook, which is a limited list of spells that they add to as they level up, starting with six spells and adding two spells to their spellbook at each level. Unlike a spell's known caster, a wizard can change their list for the day, essentially choosing from a list of known spells their spellbook. And unlike spells prepared casters, a wizard does not have their full list of spells available to prepare from, only the spells in their spellbook. A wizard can prepare a number of spells from their book at the start of each day by spending one minute per spell level for each spell on their new spell list for the day. The number of spells they can prepare per day is equal to their intelligence modifier plus their wizard level with a minimum of one spell. Of course, intelligence is their spellcasting ability as well, meaning the higher their intelligence is, the easier it is for the wizard to hit with their spell attacks, and the harder it is for creatures to avoid the wizard's spells. A wizard has the ability to ritual cast spells, meaning spells that they have in their spellbook that have the ritual label, they can cast without spending a spell slot, or needing to have it prepared by taking an extra 10 minutes to cast it. This expands a wizard's casting ability beyond their prepared list for the day. A wizard's spellcasting focus is the same as that of the sorcerer and warlock, being an arcane focus, especially made staff, wand, orb, rod, or crystal, made to harness and focus arcane energies allowing a wizard to skip having to manipulate material components 
that don't have a gold cost in order to cast their spells. What makes a wizard truly special isn't just their mix of known and prepared, but also how they can change the list they prepare from. A wizard can add spells to their spellbook, essentially learning a new spell to be able to prepare. They gain two spells to their spellbook with every level, starting with six spells at level one, but a wizard can also copy spells they find in scrolls and other wizard spellbooks. To be able to copy a spell into a spellbook, a wizard must find a wizard spell that they wish to copy, and the spell must be of a level that they can prepare. It takes time and resources to copy a spell. A wizard must study the spell as it is written, reproduce a basic form of the spell, decipher the notation of the author, and memorize the exact sounds and motions to produce the full version of the spell. After that, they can transcribe the spell into their own spellbook using fine inks or tools to do so. This is a timely and costly endeavor for the wizard. A spell costs 50 gold pieces and 2 hours worth of time to transcribe per level of the spell. The gold cost is spent on material components to reproduce the spell in a basic form and experiment with it to master it, and also covers the cost of the fine inks necessary to transcribe the spell into their spellbook, as not just any ink is acceptable to hold the residual arcane energies found in a spellbook or a transcribed spell. The hours is the amount of time needed to learn, experiment, and master the spell. As a spell's level increases, the complexity of the spell increases as well, meaning more ink, components, and time will be needed in order to transcribe the spell correctly into a spellbook. This process is used for transcribing new spells into the wizard spellbook. If a wizard wants to transcribe a spell they already know, such as copying their spells from their current spellbook to a backup spellbook, it is a much easier and cheaper process, as the wizard no longer needs to master the spell or relearn it to be able to copy it. It still takes an hour to transcribe per level of the spell due to the complexity of the symbols, words, and arcane geometries that have to be scribed into the book, but it only costs 10 gold per level rather than 50 since the wizard no longer has to experiment with components in order to understand the spell. Rather, they just need the fine inks or tools in order to properly transcribe the spell. One reason why a wizard might copy their spells into a spare spellbook is because what happens when a wizard loses their spellbook. If a wizard loses their spellbook, whether through accident or malice, a wizard can no longer prepare any new spells from it and are stuck with the list they prepared the day they lost their book. If a wizard is unable to recover their book, they can begin transcribing a new spellbook using the same process that's used for copying a spare spellbook 
taking 1 hour and 10 gold per level of spell, but a wizard without a spellbook can only copy the spells they have prepared into their new spellbook, severely limiting the wizard's ability to change spells. They will have to find copies of their spells all over again to fill out their spellbook, and will have to use the longer method of transcription in order to get back to where they were before losing their spellbook. A quick note on a wizard's spellbook. It doesn't have to be a spellbook in the traditional sense. A spellbook can be more than just a tome that the wizard carries around. Some ideas can include leather strips with spells embossed on them, wrapped around a staff for ease of transport, or a pile of thin metal sheets with spells etched into them with acid. No matter what a spellbook looks like, or what it is made out of though, the cost and time for transcribing spells is the same, taking special tools and materials to be able to write down a spell. A wizard at level 1 also gets a special ability to help them maintain their spell casting. A wizard, after a short rest, can regain some of their spent spell slots. Once per day, a wizard can study their spellbook during a short rest, at the end of which they can choose spell slots whose total levels equal less than half the wizard's levels rounded up and regain those spell slots. None of those slots can be of level 6 or higher though. As an example, a level 6 wizard using this ability can gain 3 levels worth of slots. So they can gain 1 third level slot, or a second level slot and a first level slot, or 3 first level slots. This ability, although limited to 1 use per day, puts the wizard ahead of almost any caster class for their amount of spells they can cast. Only challenged by a sorcerer, who uses all their sorcery points to make spell slots, a warlock who receives frequent short rest, or the circle of the land druid who gets a similar ability at level 2. That's it for the class abilities the wizard gets until level 18, but they get a handful of subclass abilities. At level 2, a wizard gets to choose their arcane tradition, the focus of their studies. This can be either a school of magic, which defines what type of magic it is, or it can be a way to use and shape their magic. Right now, there are 12 arcane traditions, with 8 schools, 2 traditions of study, and 2 sub-schools that share spells across multiple schools of magic. The 8 schools of magic are Abjuration, Conjuration, Divination, Enchantment, Evocation, Illusion, Necromancy, and Transmutation. The two traditions of study are War Magic and Blade Singing. The two subschools are Chronergy and Graviturgy. Abjuration is the spell school of protection, warding you and your allies from dangers. Conjuration is the school of manipulating the physical location of objects improving abilities regarding teleporting and summoning creatures and objects. 
Divination is the school of reading signs and omens in order to peer into the future and see beyond the limits of perception, granting abilities to call dice rolls before they are rolled, and gaining abilities to expand their perception. Enchantment is the school of charms and mind manipulation, granting the wizard abilities to alter the minds and memories of those they aim to manipulate. Evocation is the blaster class school. They're given abilities to deal extra damage and shape spells around their allies to damage only those they want to hit. Illusion is a school of falsehood and images put into reality. Wizards of this school get abilities to create more illusions, edit their illusions on the fly, and even make their illusions into reality for a short amount of time. Necromancy focuses on the undead. This allows the wizard to better resist the effects of undead and create more powerful undead themselves. Transmutation is the school of changing one item's material into another, modifying it and shaping it to the wizard's whims. These wizards are given a transmuter stone that alters its holders giving them boons, and the wizard also gains the ability to morph themselves into a beast. In regards to learning traditions, the war magic tradition is the one that focuses on a mix of defending against enemy effects and spells and boosting their own, getting abilities that help protect them and allow them to deal extra damage, especially after they thwart an enemy spellcaster. The blade singing tradition is a mix of martial and arcane. It is typically only found among elves, but depending on where the wizard is from, they may be able to escape this restriction. In regards to abilities, they gain proficiency with light armor and a single-handed melee weapon. They get abilities to help them in combat, including their blade song which is a magic chant that lasts one minute and grants many boons upon the singer, including increased defense, speed, and damage at higher levels. When it comes to the sub-schools of chronology and graviturgy, they both focus on manipulation. In regards to the arcane tradition of chronology, a wizard will focus on altering the flow of time, including freezing enemies and spells in time, and altering the results of certain actions by altering the timeline surrounding them. A graviturgy wizard controls the forces of gravity, pulling and moving creatures and objects. They gain abilities to use this pulling to slow enemies, move targets, and increase the damage of false order attacks. Wizards have a lot of subclasses, and most of their abilities come from their subclasses. But they get a class ability at levels 18 and 20. Their level 18 ability is mastery over two spells. The wizard can select a first level spell and a second level spell that is in their spellbook. This allows the wizard to cast either of these spells as much as they want without spending a spell slot, but the spell must be cast at its lowest level. 
The spell can be cast at higher levels, but the wizard must spend a spell slot to do so. A wizard can also change which spells they have as their mastered spells by spending 8 hours studying. They can change one or both of their spells in this single 8 hour period, but the spell they swap for must be of the same level as the spell they swapped out. The capstone ability of wizards is similar to their level 18 ability, but both more powerful and more limited. A wizard gets to select two third level spells. These spells become always prepared, but do not count towards the number of spells a wizard can prepare. The wizard can then cast these two spells at third level once without spending a spell slot each. These spells must be in the wizard spellbook when they master them, and these spells cannot be swapped out. The ability to cast these spells without a spell slot restores after a short or long rest. A wizard is the iconic spellcaster of D&D. They might not be the most potent, but they have the largest spell list to choose from when picking what spells go into their book, and they can add to their book as they go along. This makes them either the caster with the most spells available to them, if they keep adding more spells to their book, or just a spells known caster if they lose their spell book. In regards to the roles a wizard can play, they, like the sorcerer, play a spacer and striker role, taking a position as the glass cannon in the group, a fragile character who can deal lots of damage very quickly. An evocation wizard is the epitome of blaster caster in regards to wizards. A war magic wizard may be able to pull a more up-close role, and a blade singer is meant to mix it up in melee, pulling a striker role and having a high enough AC to possibly pull tank without being a health sponge. Although typically a better tank can be found in a fighter or other martial class. An abjuration, transmutation, chronergy, or graviturgy wizard can all pull pretty good tactical support, affecting the outcomes and manipulating the enemies in certain ways to help their teammates. In regards to support, wizards get one healing spell on their entire list, and it deals damage to the wizard to cast it. A high-level transmutation wizard can possibly heal someone as well, and the one healing spell wizards get is necromancy, which the arcane tradition of also grants the wizard the ability to heal themselves by killing enemies. Really, a wizard excels at spacer and striker, alongside pulling a utility caster role outside of combat, and can maybe pull a light tank role if they really try. Their support ability is about equal to other classes that have few, if any, healing skills. In regards to multiclassing, wizard is one of the more versatile classes having 12 subclasses to choose from, 
and conferring benefits on both levels 1 and 2. In regards to what classes might pair well with the wizard, almost any class that would benefit from having magic to mix it up and benefit... Hmm, nope. In regards to what classes might pair well with the wizard, almost any class that would benefit from having magic to mix it up would benefit from the wizard. The fighter can have fun mixing all kinds of magic, and so can the rogue. A sorcerer wizard gives the versatility of the wizard's ginormous spell list and adds the meta magic of the sorcerer. Don't let the d6 fool you, though. A wizard can do just fine on their own, being extremely powerful, especially at higher levels. That wraps up our discussion on the nerds of D&D. The performer is almost here, so just take a seat and enjoy the show. Next time, we'll discuss the tinkerers and inventors of magic, the artificer. Until then, keep your mind sharp and keep learning. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the Tavern Keep and tweet about us using hashtag TavernKeep. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash thetavernkeepsguide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you, and make sure to tip the barmaids.